Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? Welcome back to another episode of It's Dem Dam Enchiladas, the podcast, where we mostly talk about horror movies with a splash of video games, television, comic books, and beer. I am Carlos Rivera. On the other side of this glass, called a computer, my friend, Adam Griffin. You can follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Dem Dam, and on Instagram at It's Dem Dam Enchiladas Podcast. Welcome to Dam. 175 this quarantine yeah hi yeah it, it's it's been another horrible week <laughs> like i'm just sitting here thinking about it, just oh man but you know what though what 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 the... we already got halfway through at april yeah that's the weirdest part it's just it, we're at the point now where it's just completely draining but april's going by so fast yeah like march took like 300 years and like april's taking like five minutes yeah, funny how that works, because uh, it just keeps getting uh, more and more perilous out there. But we're here for another episode, and um, where do we start? Where do we start? I know where we start. We start with Dune. That's right, Dune. The new adaptation the long-standing Frank Herbert novel. It was formerly adapted by David Lynch, 1984. And there was another miniseries on Sci-Fi Channel in uh, around 2000. And now we're back to another movie adaptation. And uh, what do you think about uh, what's what Dune's looking like so far? I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I don't know, this is all new to me, to be honest with you. I was never really into Dune. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting, the way that sentence ended, I was expecting more. And I was never into Dune. I thought more was coming and it just stopped. My thought <laughs> stopped right there. It's like, I saw everything, everything looks decent. I don't know, like, I don't know anything about Dune. So, to me... Um, I guess I have more of an open mind as to what's coming out yeah. than everyone else. Because I know there's some Dune freaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's good that you have an open mind. Uh, most of my experience comes from the, the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries. Um, I've attempted to read the book several times and have not been able to get through it, which is more on me and not on the book. Uh, just the way my brain works. Concerning certain things and hearing how awesome they are. And then... Uh, trying them out for myself and then going I, I can't I can't get into it I feel bad like you know how you know how you could be talking about something and somebody goes well you know I haven't seen okay let's just use this example like oh I haven't seen Bob the Vampire Slayer somebody goes oh it's so great you gotta try it you gotta watch it I try it it's like okay you know what's good about it oh it's just it's just, it's just amazing it's wonderful you gotta watch it just try it okay but like you know what, what the characters you know what the characters doing in there oh this is, this is phenomenal it's great you gotta watch it you gotta try it it's like I heard I've heard that Dune is great but I've never heard why Dune is great you know oh okay I feel that's the same with me like everyone's like everyone talks about Dune with such reverence and I'm like can you explain it to me at least like let me know why it's great but no one ever really does it's just all oh, you gotta see it I already have that uh, I already got that from you you know like you already gave me that opinion I should go see it that should not be your reason for why I should go see it yeah 
Yeah, indeed. But I, I do like how it looks. I like the pick of a uh, Oscar Isaac in, in the space suit, still suit armor, whatever, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I probably got that wrong. Nobody yell at me. Um, ah. <laughs> I, I I know how it is with, with with getting all the details right. But no, it looks looks great. The director's already said that it's going to be split into two movies. So, you know, fingers crossed the first movie does well enough that they get that second movie because that would be a bummer. You know, first movie comes out, it underperforms, and there's studio shenanigans, and they don't ever release the second movie. That would just be weird and, and, and unfortunate. So, looking forward to it when uh, we get to the, the, the portion of this here experience that allows us to see such a film. What else do we got? We can get rid of that. That topic has been taken care of. Check, check. No. The other thing that has been taken care of is these damn zombies. They just keep coming back. Like, we, we touched into it um, previously on the show about how the imagery of the Romero films keeps kind of coming back and forth. Uh, keeps recurring in the, in the public consciousness. And damn it, did you see the, the pictures of, of the protesters out in Michigan? I did, but I, I, I you know, I just looked at it quickly because I wasn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get pissed off. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that goes what I'm saying. But um, those pictures look like stills of a Romero movie, and it's just, it, it is. And we've mentioned before about how how forward-thinking he was in, in portraying uh, zombie uh, attacks and whatnot. And it's just like, wow. This is mind-numbing how this stuff just keeps repeating. Um, there's a whole slate of, of zombie-themed movies that we're, we're going to see, you know, more explicitly over the next couple of years because uh, Fede Alvarez has 16 states which uh, got announced uh, in between episodes and it is a, a zombie themed movie taking place during of all things a pandemic what yes what so, yeah, it's very funny how like I kind of dunked on the fact that yeah you know zombies are the most terrifying thing that will never happen. Huh. Uh, huh. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's draw that line. <laughs> so you're saying it's never going to happen? Uh, reanimated dead bodies? No. Trump, Trump is president. So, your point? I will not go for the easy layup joke. <laughs> Come on, that sounds like Stockton, you know. I was like Stockton to Malone. You just didn't want to do it, all right? I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk Fine. about that dude in that manner because it would just make me angry. Let's not bring him up. So zombies not gonna happen, not in that manner. You do not steer yourself into those kinds of apocalypses. But what else we got? Uh, I don't think we we covered fully here. Was a uh, train Bazan presents Peninsula. Yes. We have that coming out, and that looks phenomenal. George C. Romero's The the Rise, George Romero's son, is uh, working on a uh, comic with Heavy Metal Magazine detailing a story that takes place uh, before Night of the Living Dead. So within that time frame... Because you know the whole the framework of Night of the Living Dead is that it's it's an initial tale, but it doesn't uh, show an origin because you know the origin kind of points to a, a a satellite from space and radiation jacking things up. But uh, it's it's kind of uh, the project itself is is being uh, referred to as a prelude to Night of the Living Dead and a love letter to George Romero. So set in that same world. And it's going to be published within Heavy Metal Magazine. And uh, there is a... Uh, George Romero's final take on The Living Dead is going to be released as a novel in September uh, called, appropriately, The Living Dead. It's co-written 
uh, by Daniel Klaus. So that's going to be the actual final zombie-related work from George Romero. Uh, comic fans can t- check out Empire of the Dead by Marvel Comics, which is actually uh, George Romero writing about zombies. And it takes place post Night of the Living Dead, and Night of the Living Dead is actually in that story's continuity. So I, I expect that particular project to uh, get some traction, get some eyeballs on it in the coming months. You say coming out September? September? Uh, the Living Dead novel is, yes. Uh, there is no release date for Ri- The Rise, and uh, Empire of the Dead is out now. It's out in Trey Riverback. So, if you have a local comic shop, uh, you can, if they're doing, you know, uh, curbside or home deliveries or mail order, you can check that out. And uh, Netflix themselves are doubling down as they're picking up a uh, a Korean zombie series. Uh, they already have The Kingdom, so they're pick, also picking up a show titled uh, All of Us Are Dead. So that will be hitting Netflix. Uh, it's being described as a uh, first take on the Korean zombie genre. It's based on a webtoon called Now at Our School. That's an open-ended, uh, ambiguous title. Yeah. So it says here, uh, All of Us Are Dead focuses on a group of high school students who are faced with an extreme crisis situation when they become trapped in their school while a zombie virus spreads like a wildfire. That's going to be a Netflix production. It's going to uh, premiere worldwide. There. So zombies are back. Zombies are everywhere. And um, you know you can blame in part for that, right? I, I can blame a lot of people. Yes. But uh, a, a company in particular. Oh no! No, oh, no, that's right. Sponsored by the Umbrella Corporation, it is now a time for a weekly segment I like to call "Damn It." Don't listen to the wrong people. All right, this installment of "Damn It." Don't listen to the wrong people. Let's talk about rumors circulating about uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Over the weekend, some a, a, a leak of sorts kind of hit that M2 was working on a, uh, a remake of Resident Evil 4. Now, this news has not been confirmed by Capcom. There's nothing like Resident Evil 8 has not been confirmed by Capcom. However, this thing broke. How do you think it broke? Somebody... Do you want some data mining? No. Um, somebody leaked it? Mm, no. Someone just decided to make it up? It just hit the new, hit the web on the Twitter. Ah, Twitter. The studio was uh, developing it. Um, there are no actual sources for this thing. It's just sources have told a website that I have never heard of. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like the Immaculate Conception who just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But you know what's happening, right? Everyone's taking it like it's the real thing. Well, you gotta take into consideration that the time that we're in as a piece as a people and considering all the other stuff going on with evil dead i mean evil dead jesus christ um resident evil they're gonna go they're gonna run with it even if it's you know substantiated (laughs) it just appears out of nowhere people are going to run with it yeah it's fortunate like my advice is like don't listen to dumb people well there's that. There, that's that's the that's louder version of it, with with a few more exclusives. But just just wait for, just wait for the official announcement from companies. I know it's cool not to trust companies or authority or anything in general. Not even cool. It's just what people do now. Yeah. You 
it, it's better to craft a, a a timeline a narrative of things that you can control rather than dealing with what the source is i get it i understand i'm an old dude i've been there but uh there's no clue as to what these projects are going to be both this or uh whatever form resident Evil 8 takes but here's the kicker uh when this thing hit what do you think the reaction was and keep keep in mind that uh resident Evil 4 is a 15 year old game people were excited is that your final answer i mean <laughs> it's either they were excited or they were pissed either or but i was saying i don't think they're excited why not be excited well, I need to get a new timeline because what I was unfortunately seeing, and again, you know, it's the internet, so take all this stuff as a grain of salt, depending on, you know, how uh, how people want to present their so-called takes and whatnot. But it was the, the main sen sentiment I saw was, we don't need, we don't need this. Nobody needs this. Nobody's asking for this, and times like that i like to ask myself or i like to i would like to think that people would ask themselves in reading such sentiments uh, one question just, just keep it in mind just ask yourself real, real, real nice and easy you know uh who the fuck is we okay well that was <laughs> okay that was that was wow this is day 175 of the quarantine and <laughs> Adam clearly stopping giving fucks. But, I mean, think about it. And again, it's a 15-year-old game. Uh, they remastered it in 2015 was the last time it was remastered, right? Uh -huh. But the seams of the thing still show. It still looks like a 15-year-old game just with a remastering sheen on it. Now, ideally, and again, this is just the prospect of, of remaking that game uh, does not diminish or dilute its impact in the industry. So when you say stuff like nobody's asking for this, nobody wants this, you know, again, it's it's nobody in that time in that in that you know perspective only exists one place inside the speaker's mind because there's somebody that wants it. And all this is just a long-winded way of saying that if you see a well full of water, right? And everybody's filling up their cups and drinking heavily and having a good time. And your cup is broken? You don't tell everyone that all the water's bad. You tell some people that all the water's bad. Wait, no, that's not the moral That's story. not true. That's not it. That's not it at all. But that's what happens. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah, I'm just I'm speaking out of experience. That's the shit that happens. Yes. That leads Adam to stop giving fucks. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's funny, but it's a shame. <laughs> it's funny that I just I just I'm just had enough. Yeah, uh, I'm. Hey, listen, I've been waiting for it all these years. <laughs> I, I knew eventually it had to happen. <laughs> You know, you hit 40, uh, that's probably, that's it. I told you, man, life is a, it's a game changer, 40 years old. You stop giving, I stopped, I stopped giving fucks long ago, but now at 40, I give you less fucks. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just my, my take. It's unfortunate. Like, it, it, it's, it's like willful deprivation of something that could be so great. But you want to sit there and be like, oh, this sucks. It's like, no, it doesn't. You don't even know what it is. You got no clue. It's unfortunate. It's sad. But you know what isn't sad? What? 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 What's not sad? The fact that, and I don't know which way to go here, because there's so much cool stuff happening. Uh, that was not a professional segue. That was not a professional segue. But don't worry, it'll happen. It'll get there. Uh, what isn't sad, and still staying on the zombie train, World War Z is getting Game of the Year edition. Oh, just in time for us to finally play it. Yeah, I gotta get more hard drive space off my computer. Yeah, oh, 
Oh man, what, what episode is this? This is actually number. This is actually number thirty, not dirty thirty. This is actual thirty. Actual thirty. Actual factual thirty. Not twenty nine plus the, the the pilot. This is this is number thirty. This is our thirtieth yeah. actual live. Well, not live, but actually full, fully recorded, fully produced uh, masterpiece of an episode. And we are still going over the fact. <laughs> that Adam has no space on his hard drive for anything. Oh. No. Oh, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. But I'm going to have to clear it off because it's Game of the Year edition. And uh, we still don't have uh, Left Dead 3 or Back for Blood out, so we have to do that. We have to do that. We have to, we have to finish that other game that made me angry. Made me so angry. I was like, I don't feel like hurting myself anymore and by that I mean Gears 5 and that stupid uh, truck sequence <laughs> that was that that was special it got so serious that we changed the difficulty setting and it was still hard and you know me I'm a stickler I'm a stickler for those difficulty settings like I was mad I never wanted to change it in 4 and we never did <sighs> We never changed the difficulty, and oh, we, uh, had we had to do it. And um, but you know what else never happened? What else never happened? The fact that it was never confirmed that Sam Raimi would be directing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness until this week. Well, it's. It's official. It's it's finally official. <laughs> that, that was, that's what we that's what we call in the business a pregnant pause. It's finally official. Yes, he will be directing. And now all the sentiments. And it's funny because the initial um, uh, uproar after Scott Derrickson left the project has completely faded away. <laughs> it's 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 like everyone just forgot <sighs> the internet. The internet is a magical place. Magical? Well, you know what else is a magical place? This has been a professional segue. What? <laughs> what? What other? <laughs> you, just, you just hit me, ba 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 ba. What? What? What else is a magical place, Adam? Tahiti. T- Wait, what? Tahiti. Tahiti is a magical place. Uh, home of one Philip J. Coulson, who we will be visiting one last time on May 27th as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns for its final season. I I like to clap. You know why I like to clap? Because, well, not the clap. I like you clapping there. (laughs) Because I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to go down as, as one of the best efforts that Marvel has done for television. Well, I got into it late. But luckily, there were so many episodes that I was able to catch up every time they went on break. Um, between that and Agent Carter, I miss Agent Carter. Agent Carter is coming back too. But I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with this uh, with this season. Yep, they're back for 13 episodes. Um, time heist. Time heist. That's right, because you know everything will have a time heist, uh, especially now. Everything's probably going to have some sort of a time heist. Uh, for the next five to seven years. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic to have uh, one last go with all those characters. And I'm still hoping that uh, Melinda May and Quake make the jump to MCU proper once everything's said and done. Quake needs to make it. Yes. There's a lot of rumors. Let me jump in here now. There's a lot of rumors going on that the way that they want to bring the, the, the MCU... TV shows, Marvel TV shows, into the MCU revolves very heavily around uh, Daredevil. There's been a lot of rumors about that. There's been a rumor um, that in the next Spider-Man movie that Matt Murdock is Spider-Man's lawyer. Take that for what you will. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. And if it does happen, I'll be slightly pissed because... How amazing would that be to see that without knowing it? It would be amazing. Because at this point, 
we know Marvel and Disney can can lock things up if they want. Hopefully, they get back into the art of a entertainment-based subterfuge and can uh, craft a good puzzle to keep people at bay from knowing all of their secrets and everything. And speaking of puzzles, uh, do you know who I, I hope can craft a good puzzle in order to keep things uh, going well and smooth with certain property? No, who's that? David Bruckner, as he has been tasked to open the puzzle box and remake Hellraiser. What? That's right. Uh, director of Nighthouse, The Ritual, and he had sections in uh, VHS Horror Anthology and Southbound. Uh, they are coming together to tackle Hellraiser. So, Pinhead coming back. Actually, I hope they, they designate him as the Hell Priest and we can kind of move past the Pinhead moniker. No. I'm okay. <laughs> that's that's alright. He can stay called Pinhead. Well, they never called him Pinhead in the movie, so... Hey, man. We, we my, can... my Funko Pops say Pinhead, so hey. they st- better stay Pinhead. Well, you know, you can have both. We can't. We can't have both as a as a people. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> okay, it's all right. I mean, if, if you want to be that way, that's okay. Some breaking news. It, it broke a couple hours ago, um, and it's proof as to why we're going to start waiting <laughs> to record these things during the week a little bit. Is that uh, J.J. Abrams? is a hopping into developing TV series for one HBO Max as uh, he's got three that Bad Robot are going to be dealing with. We've got Overlook, which is going to be inspired by Stevie King's The Shining. Uh, Duster is an original drama co-written by Latoya Morgan and J.J. Abrams. And then the big kicker, the big surprise, is that there's going to be a uh, hour-long drama based on Justice League Dark. Really? Really. So this is quite a surprise, quite the welcome surprise. There's a, you know, HBO is going to have to buffer their slate a little bit just to, you know, get initial subscriptions going. So, yeah, I was... They're not dumb, right? Let's talk about how HBO is not dumb. <laughs> HBO is not dumb. Last week, they were allowing everything. HBO Go was free yeah. for everyone. For everyone. You know why? Because they're going to take that shit away from everybody. Yep. They're going to take yeah. away all the good shows. They're going to take away True Detective from us. They're going to take yep. away The Sopranos. They're going to take away Entourage and all that. They're going to take it all that away from us. They're just messing with our heads right now. They gave us a, f- a free ride to watch it. HBO Max, they have so much stuff on HBO. It's going to be crazy when they get HBO Max going. Yeah, I- I'm thinking about getting it just for Doctor Who. That's that's where... Because <laughs> they took them off of Amazon Prime. It's like, well, I need them streaming. Well, that's not good. Yeah, so... That is unfortunate, but it's going down. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, Justice League Dark. Hopefully, they can get Derek Mears back a Swamp Thing to uh, make up for the unfortunate cancellation of that show. So, Cancel a show before it even like airs. Sounds great. Yeah, great as in this got it. Um, yeah, decisions like that are just oh, such like a I, summer. Like I have it queued up, and I'm like, do I want to sit here now and watch this, knowing that it's not going to go any further than the last episode? Such a bummer. Such a bummer. Yep. Uh, you know what else is a bummer? <laughs> this quarantine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's 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 go with. Uh, what, what would you What would you do? What would you do? If What would you do? If um a sh- a movie, an upcoming movie from 2010. Uh, 2010. Jesus, I wish it was 2010. <laughs> let's go back. Let's, let's just go back and, and, and shore things up uh, for when 2016 hits, because you're going to need at least six years to get prepared for that shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Going off the rails, but it's okay. 
Uh, what would you do if you were scrolling on the Red Hot Twitter machine and uh, you saw someone tweet that uh, if you were wishing there's a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell but also want some Jalo mixed in with their slasher and you clicked on a YouTube link, what would you do? I'd be confused first off. <laughs> or you'd be like me, you click the link. Well, no, I know you clicked the link. <laughs> You click the link and you would be introduced to a movie known as Skull the Mask. I, I, I pasted this uh, this particular tweet into the uh, the damn direct messages on Twitter. Did you happen to watch the trailer? Uh, no, I have not watched the trailer. Well, now this is going to be one-sided, so I'll just read the storyline to you. In the year 1944. Well, I know, I, I know what it's about. <laughs> I, you know, jeez, I can still talk about it. I just haven't seen the trailer. Well, me pasting the trailer was half the fun of it because my, my comment was, oh, shit. <laughs> so, listen. Uh-huh. I just, I, okay, carry on. This, <laughs> just carry on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> In a year, <laughs> I can read it. I'm just, I just didn't watch. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, all right. I can, hey man, there's there's people who there's people who make a living doing less. <laughs> well, we know, we, we see. <laughs> In the year 1944, an artifact is used in the military experiment. The artifact is the mask of Anhanga, the executioner of, oh god, not that, but the, the, the pronunciation is going to really, I apologize in advance. You want to try it? Are you reading it now? Tahawan <laughs> Tinsupe? Uh, yes, thank you. It's a pre Columbian god. That's right. The, yep. exp <laughs> the experience, well, it should be experiment, because, hey. Uh, the experiment fails. Uh, nowadays, the mask arrives at San Paulo. The mask possesses a body and starts to commit visceral sacrifices on vengeance for the incarnation of its god, initiating a bloodbath. Uh, the policewoman Beatrice Abdias, or Abdias, excuse me. I, I don't know, man. It's Thursday. Abdias? Oh, see, no, no, no. You can't be now blaming that it's Thursday. <laughs> sure, I can, I, can, I can do things. <laughs> Let me have this one. Alright, fine. <laughs> is in charge of the crimes challenging her beliefs. A true mystical slasher film in the city. Sao Paulo. Taglines, a killer hunt. That's that's problematic if you say that too fast. For revenge. Killer. Uh oh. <laughs> so I watched the trailer. What'd you think? Man, it's got everything I want. Hulk and killer, killing folks. Lots of blood, machete, skull, mask, uh, hacking people, uh, Cthulhu-like monsters and shit. It's great. I'm looking forward to when the movie comes out. But the whole thing was hopefully have you watched the trailer. <laughs> but you did, so. So much going, the, so the much going is, on this week. Is the, excitement, the excitement is one side. Now I feel like just bad. I read this. Well, listen, I can read, I can read stuff <laughs> and get excited. I'm excited just by reading about it. I'm at the place, and you, and you, let's talk about how you made Me. a pact. You made a, a pact to yourself. Me, you what do I do? Watch the movie trailers. When, but what else did I say after that? I said, I have to watch certain ones for the podcast. And this was a certain one for the podcast. Because what the movie is described as a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell and a giallo slasher from a thematic standpoint. I have to see what the fuck they're talking about. I get it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know. I remember you saying that. I remember me saying that too. You know what I haven't watched? I'm not watching the new trailers for Black Widow or uh, any of the Clone Wars trailers. 
So I'm keeping to it my way. All right. And for now. For now. Until someone puts a link somewhere by mistake. Well, no, it's not. By, it's not by mistake. It's it's calculated. They know what they're doing. They, they, they're trying to be trying trying to get all the attentions, and we can't have that. Uh, you know who else tries to get attention? Besides me. Well, I mean that goes without saying. I do not know who. Do you not know Chris Jericho? He does a good job of it because he's a phenomenal pro wrestler. All right, didn't and, see this coming. <laughs> and uh, he's actually going to be co-hosting the season premiere of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Well, hey now. Look at that. That's yeah. something spectacular here. It is. Coming up soon. That's right. Next Friday, in fact. So. Halfway uh, to Halloween. Halfway to Halloween continues. Big continues. Yes. 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 April 24th. Check that out. On Shutter, they have a uh, promo code going right now. Uh, you can use the code. The code is shut in, all one word. And you get a free 30-day trial. Um, they don't sponsor us, but that'd be groovy. But we like to help them out. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, forget! I just had like a. It's <laughs> just a bad thought just entered my mind for a second. Carry on. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't. We'll, we'll talk about it after after we hit stop. Oh boy. Oh boy, Jim Bob. Uh, Jim Bob. Who's Joe Bob? No, that's what, that's that's the problem. Oh no. I started thinking about something else. Oh no. Well, I hope you're ready to think some more. Just, listen, I, that's what I'm here to do. Good, because you're on the spot. Oh, shit. It's time for Mark's on the spot, in which we are put on the spot. So, I'm going first, because it's the zombie apocalypse. Using real people and or fictional characters, put together your ideal quarantine house with four other people to help you survive. All right. So, I'm first. My number one draft pick is uh, Buffy Summers for the Quips and the Slaying. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. We're, we're go- I'm going all fictional, by the way, because I, I don't trust real people. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I trust you, but also it's a zombie apocalypse, so I ain't going to put you in peril. See? I got See? you. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? Uh-huh. You can't be sacrificing friends to zombies. What's wrong with you? Why would you think that? Why would you think badly of yourself? I never did. Why why would you do that, huh? Why would you you put yourself in such a... Like, you'd put me in your zombie house. No, I don't want you to eat. Get get, get ate up. Then I got to be sad. Who wants to be sad? That's all right. I don't... You're not in my house, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine if like this went horribly wrong? Like zombie populace. Oh, put Carlos in here. Then I'm just gonna go hide. Like what? <laughs> anyway, uh, number two, uh, Samus Aran, power suit, kill all the zombies. That's fun. Uh, number three, uh, the Doomslayer. Just kill all the zombies. Have fun. Having fun. Uh, number four, uh, the doctor, because I never know—I would not know which doctor would show up, and there would be momentary confusion. I would be distracted. Uh, the world would possibly end, and it'd be a good story. <sighs> those are my four. So let's recap those four one more time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh you want me to do it? I want you to recap them. <laughs> Uh, Buffy Summers. Yep. Samus Aran. Yep. The Doomslayer. Yep. And the Doctor. Huh. My... Okay. Interesting. All right. So... My people are not fictional characters. Oh. Haha. I want 
Chuck Norris? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, right. we'll, we'll figure this out later. Hey, all right. Chuck Norris? Uh-huh. MacGyver? Richard Dean Anderson? MacGyver? That's a fictional character. No, MacGyver exists for real, in my mind. I'm, I'm, Stop judging me. I'm not judging you. Continue. I need a cook, so Emerald. Uh -huh. So Emerald can be just like, bang, you know? And then, because I need some, sh uh, some eye candy and um, Sloan from Entourage, you know, Emmanuel Shikri. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. MacGyver is a real person. <laughs> MacGyver is a real person. It, it well, every, everyone knows MacGyver. That's what I'm trying to say. Everyone knows has the MacGyver in their life. Why did you just say that? Because you didn't let me. You just started going off on something else. No, oh, you said MacGyver is a real person in my mind. That's right. Everyone, there's a MacGyver in everyone's life. Okay, I will accept that. Let's go back to Chuck Norris. Wh which Chuck Norris? Uh, Delta Force. Okay. Chuck Norris. All right. Okay. Not Texas. Uh, Texas Ranger. Okay. All right. Because if you're going to say Karate Commandos. No, not Karate Commandos. Okay. All right. That's a good house. I thought so. It's a good house. MacGyver. Don't you know MacGyver? I do. Don't you yeah, have I... someone in your life that you call MacGyver? No. Then that's... I'm sorry. You're living a very uh, uh, sheltered life. You don't have a friend who you call no, MacGyver. I, that, I, that's, that's an assumption. Because I have a MacGyver, but I don't call them MacGyver. Then, see? No. You know, I... Whatever. I'm not even gonna have. What do you mean? You have a person, but you don't call him that. Clearly, you do because you have one. No, I don't call him MacGyver because you I don't. Call... You don't have to call him MacGyver to their face. No. <laughs> that, that no, that, that that's semantics. Well, that's what because you're... you can, you can that's fill the role with what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny. It's MacGyver, like. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> All right. So that's our quarantine house. If you have a quarantine house, you can use uh, hashtag ITD pod and uh, share. Share with the group. What four individuals, fictional or non, would you have in your house? Who is your MacGyver? Do you refer to him as MacGyver? Do you call him MacGyver? <laughs> Do you call them MacGyver? But not two, to their face. Two totally different things. You can refer to someone as MacGyver, and then you can call them MacGyver. I don't understand how you're having a difficult time. <laughs> because it's two different, it's two different things to me. There can be someone that fills that role, but I don't mentally. I use MacGyver as a function, but not as a a designation. Uh, what? That works. So. Huh. Went through all the stuff. We did all the things. Uh, uh, quarantine binge picture, you got any? What am I on to now? Um, I finished I finished Entourage. So last episode I said I was watching Entourage. Now I'm saying I finished Entourage. Um, started watching Royal Pains. Oh, okay. Good show that I used to like on uh, USA. Um... I haven't gotten into any movies because I'm feeling like since this quarantine seems like it's going to keep going until probably June at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to keep the um, I'm trying to keep the uh, movies away from my viewing so that I can have them like in my back pocket. So I'll watch as many shows as I can and then I'll watch some movies. Sounds good. I've been uh, uh, living vicariously through Final Fantasy 7 remake streams. Because that is a good-looking game, and I probably won't be able to play it until 2026. Oh, that's a conservative. Uh... 
uh, get estimate. I wanted to give myself enough time to get some hard drive space. Hard drive space, uh, PS4 or five space. <laughs> gotta, gotta get, gotta get ready. Gotta be prepared. Got to be, got to be prepared. Got to be prepared, and hope all of you were prepared to listen to that episode because we're now at the end of it. And this has been another episode of Some Damage Lot of the Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 443-906-0040. If we read on air, you're officially part of the history of ITDE. As always, podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, has been making a sound oh so spectacular. So thank you. What you do, Mark? You got it! Until next time, have fun. Watch our movies, play some damn video games, stay safe, stay inside your house or apartment or place of Dona style stay. I don't know what the hell that means, but hydrate, 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 hydrate. Thank you for listening and <laughs> goodbye. Sayonara. Hey everyone, uh, usually we have a funny tag after the episode, after after Friends plays, but um, decided to come back in because uh, we'd be remiss if uh, we didn't mention uh, the passing of Howard Finkel, longtime WWE uh, ring announcer. Um, he, he was such a legend, he is officially... WWE at the time WWF's first employee mm-hmm. um, um, the absolute voice of, of the organization um, just such such tremendous uh, example of professionalism from his voice itself to his cadence to his enunciation just every little thing he did as as ring announcer made every match have that big epic feel so yeah man howard finkel man the most the iconic voice of the wwe and wwf you know always will rec- be recognized by generations of fans you know my dad before me me um even my nephew we used to uh, love watching and playing the WWE um, video games when Fink was the one making the announcements. And you won the belt and the best announcement in the whole world. And new world champion Howard Finkel was the goddamn motherfucking man. And, and, and he is a native of Newark, New Jersey, where I, uh, where I grew up, you know, it's a uh, it's it's a sad day um, to hear about his passing. You know, we go back to uh, remember when he fought against Harvey Whippleman? <laughs> yeah. Like this is like they made him into something bigger, but he was he was he was he was about it. Um, I remember when he shaved Jeff Jarrett's uh, head. Yeah. Like, come on, think. Yeah, him just him being slowly worked into uh, the storylines, just to add more dimensions to what you saw on TV, uh, was always a bonus, and it was it was always a treat when he would appear when you least suspect it. Like I remember, uh, Survivor Series match, uh, the World Championship match uh, between uh, Alberto Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk, and uh, Alberto Del Rio had. Uh, Rodriguez as his special announcer and Punk brings out Howard Finkel and uh, you didn't expect to see him back in Madison Square Garden and for that one moment like you, you, you saw Howard Finkel just be overcome with emotion just being back at that moment uh, both introducing and then later announcing CM Punk as the new world champion just you know just so many good memories involving his contributions to wrestling. It's it's it sucks. It sucks because he was he was still young. 
69 is, is young. Yeah. You know, um, in this in this world where we try to make the most out of all of our days, especially in our work and our in our personal lives, and every time I saw him on every time I saw him, man, like I got souped like no lie on pay-per-view when Howard Finkel was doing the introductions. Like I wanted to go out and kill somebody. Oh, well, not that, not that. Just, just, you know, just, just, you, you want to go out there and you want to win. Oh, do the absolute yeah. best to live up to that introduction, whether it was in your head, you know, cause again, every kid growing up, you had, uh, he, he always did the introductions, you know, when you, when you dreamt of wrestling or whatever, that is the voice of the of the ring announcer is Howard Finkel. Yeah. Uh, you know, every kid's head, you know, from the eighties and nineties. So. In wrestling in wrestling we had Finkel, you know, in boxing you have Bruce Buffer. And then UFC you have Buffer's brother, whatever his name is. I'm not even worried about that. Was what's his name like? It was Michael Buffer in boxing and Bruce yeah, whatever. Yeah, well we're we're getting off track. That's what we do. But uh whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm saying buffer, 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 yeah. buffer, buffer. Yeah. But Finkel was the goddamn man. I remember man, I remember watching WrestleMania with Hulk against Andre. It's just everything. Everything. Like this this hits me. And I haven't like you know, I've I've talked about it here on the show and I've in, in real life that I really haven't been following I haven't followed the wrestling so much. Um, in the last couple of years, mostly um, whatever the New Day is doing. Um, and honestly, that's about it because everything else seems a little tired to me. But when I got this news today, let me tell you, this was like, this is like finding out like my uncle like died or something. It was, uh, I, it might be exaggerating, but it was, it was big. This is, this is like Fink. It was, he was part of our lives. I remember watching you know saturday nights uh, specials i remember watching um pay-per-views which were you know weren't cheap back then they're not cheap now right. but it meant something to buy survivor series it meant something to buy wrestlemania it meant so much to buy these pay-per-views and howard finkel was the voice on all of them yeah and you know no matter no matter the the quality of, of what you saw um he brought value and presence uh to wrestling into wwf and wwe events later um that will uh definitely definitely be missed so we just want to sign out tonight after guys listen to this podcast we just want to give a you know a moment to howard finkel and give him a, a token of respect from us uh big big time Big time, long time fans of the WWE. Um, we're definitely going to miss you, Fink, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the next side.